And now it's time for the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. Here's your host, Jim Barr. Hello, this is Jim Barr from the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. Thank you for joining us today. And in the studio with me this morning is Mitch Prona from Prona and Prona Attorneys at Law. Mitch happens to be a major sponsor of this show. Without him, we wouldn't be here for, the, for these last several months. And uh, I'd like to introduce Mitch and say, Mitch, welcome. Uh, good morning, thank welcome, you. and thank you for joining us. Thank you. But before I, I uh, let anything pass, I got to say that, Jim, I'm just so incredibly impressed with everything you've done in, in Long Island Abate. It, it's really the fastest growing motorcycle rights organization in the country that I know of. And uh, I, I travel around the country speaking to motorcycle rights organization. I haven't met anybody that's done what you've done in, in a short amount of time. You have over 900 members. You had a fabulous veterans uh, run where you raised $50,000 for veterans on behalf of Long Island. I, why, don't you, why don't you, before we talk about anything else, how about a, a, a round of applause for you? and, and, and For Long Island Abate, please. And for Long you know, Island Abate and, right. and everything that's been done. Uh, Long Island Abate, over 900 members. How'd you do it so quickly? Well, as you know, uh, Long Island Abate, uh, we were a chapter of Abate of New York. And, you know, not to put down anything with Abate of New York, we get along great. We work well together. We're both working for the same cause, for the motorcycle community. Um, but there's a geographical difference between the state and the island. So, And the members down here felt that, you know, we needed to focus on Long Island rather than on a whole state level. So we made the decision January 1st. We left. And as you know, uh, we've almost doubled now what we had when we used to be a chapter of the state. And I have to admit that I am extremely impressed how the motorcycle community has rallied together around Long Island Abate to just work together and just keep multiplying and keep working for the, for the betterment of motorcycling on Long Island. Like, I, I do admit, like, I am shocked how fast we are growing. Well, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm with you, Jim. I happen to be uh, a member of Long Island Abate. I, I signed up as soon as you, you formed it. I'm also a, a life member of Abate of New York, and, and I think every rider out there should join both organizations because both organizations are vital to the riding community here in, in New York, uh, especially out here on Long Island. Long Island Abate is doing fabulous things, and, and I, I just want to compliment you for, for all the hard work that you put into this and for the tremendous strides that Long Island Abate has made with community activism, raising money for veterans, holding great runs, and uh, just letting motorists out there be aware that we're out there and we're riding, and, and they should look out for us because our lives depend upon it. Well, so thank you for what everything you're doing in Long Island Bay as well. Well, thank you for that recognition of what's taking place. But um, I do, like you say, for all the work being done, I have to admit, there's no work involved. This is all fun. There's 11 people on this executive board. Everybody chips in what they can do, and collectively, it's just... I'm I'm thrilled with the success that's being made, but I do want to say though, there's no work involved. But tell tell us a little bit about the veterans run and and how you raised fifty grand for those of us that missed it. That is, uh, again, uh, I'm amazed at what took place with a bunch of people chipping in, working on it. Fifty thousand dollars raised for the veterans of lo the local veterans of Long Island. Well, does all that money go to the veterans? One hundred percent. One every penny goes. Um, we invested, I don't know, almost a thousand dollars on flags and what have you to get, um, everything all set. But that money came from Long Island Abate Incorporated. We didn't take anything out of the proceeds that were collected. Bill Quinn, you know, our, our treasurer, he's yeah. also the chairperson of this veterans appreciation run, 
where, as you know, we went from the Riverhead Oaks Lodge out to Montauk, and we had the ceremony out at Montauk, and the, um, the Navy and the Marines were specifically acknowledged this year. And then all um, recipients from all the um, branches of service and the different wars were all acknowledged individually, given flags and stuff. And the um, Bill is the chairperson of this. But in Bill's private life, in addition to what he volunteers himself for abate, is he's a CPA. He's an, um, an accountant. And he has a lot of clients. So with these clients, he also comes across, um, he does taxes and stuff for a lot of people that have, uh, what do you call it, trust funds or like, uh, people that have to give money away each year. So he goes in lobbies. He shows them what Long Island Abate does and what we, how we raise our money and what we do with the money. So he's been successful two years in a row now to get three separate benefactors to match whatever we raise. Last year, we were able to raise 10000 We raised 90-something hundred, and then Abate, we all just like chipped in to bring it up to 10000 to like reach that goal. So he had three separate people write checks to Long Island Abate That's for- awesome. For ten thousand each, so for the forty thousand dollars, we dispersed that amongst sixteen local organizations on Long Island that do charitable work for the veterans organizations. Well, wait, hold, hold on a second. Now, as a writer, you mentioned you went out to Montauk, and uh, I know going through uh, twenty-seven on the weekends, you get a lot of traffic. Did you? And my bike is is air cooled. I got two big Harley sleds, and, and they overheat. How'd you, how'd you keep it moving? We didn't take 27. We, uh, we got on 27 for about, two, about three or four miles, and then with the help of Southampton Town Police, we exited quickly on Shrubland Road, and we took all the back roads. We went down through over Sag Harbor Bridge, um, where uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Hurt is. Got a whole road to Sag Harbor Turnpike to... Old Bridge Road, like back streets like that? Yeah, Swamp Swamp cool. Road, down coming out, and then even like coming into East Hampton, we didn't even enter there yet. We still continued going east north of 27, and um, we, we ended up coming out in Amagansett, east of the IGA, Beautiful. just about in Montauk. And thankfully, to the, with the assistance of East Hampton police, uh, they stopped traffic for us when we got out to Montauk Highway in that stretch of desert area. Like, nice. Stopped traffic both ways, allowed us out. Chris Laurie, our road captain, mapped out the most phenomenal run I've ever been on. It took exactly two hours. It was scenic the whole way. We passed four golf courses. Um, we had one unfortunate incident. One of our riders did go down. Um, he went down on a turn. He hit a guardrail, but he's fine. He was released from the hospital that evening. Um, was that... Was that- that was driver error? The rider just... No, it was an unfortunate incident. It was a, he was on his own. He went down. Okay, um, that. Yeah. I was, you know, nobody could say if it was ever or not, but the, the, the person is okay. That's the most important thing. And uh, he's got good spirits. He's happy. Um, I, I, I think this is probably a, a, pardon me, but probably an opportune uh, time for me to introduce myself and, and my special experience with oh, accents I, and, uh, Please do. First of all, I'm a trial lawyer. Um, I am president-elect of the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers, which is an organization with approximately 3,000 trial lawyers across New York State. I'm also on the board of directors of the New York State Trial Lawyers Association, which has 3,000 attorneys across the United uh, across New York State. Um, I am. AV rated by Martindale Hubble, which is the highest rating for skill and ethics by my peers. I'm a super lawyer. I'm the uh, 
selected as one of the top 100 trial lawyers by the American Trial Lawyers Association. Uh, I was lead attorney for the victims of the Costa Concordia shipwreck off the coast of Italy, which was the largest shipwreck since the Titanic, um, representing clients from South Korea and Venezuela to Russia. Um, so I, as a living, uh, or for a living, I'm, I'm a, a trial attorney, but I am also a rider, and I'm attorney chair of the uh, Eighth Injured Motorcyclist Attorney Group and uh, Silver Spoke Award winner from the National Coalition of Motorcyclists. I have two bikes, a 93 Heritage Softail that has over 120,000 miles on it and a 2010 Road Glide with a little over 8,000 miles that I put on it. Um, I'm also an accident victim myself. About 20 years ago, I broke my wrist, my ankle, and seven bones in my back in a motorcycle accident um, and couldn't ride for about a year and a half, but I've done a lot of riding since then. So, um, And I also handle more motorcycle accident cases probably than any 20 attorneys that you'll ever, ever meet. Um, I've lectured to attorney groups on how to handle a motorcycle accident case across the United States and and in Canada, um, and it's a lot of what I do. So um, being a member of the riding community and being an attorney that sees the aftermath when drivers don't see us, motorcycle accidents naturally are, are something that weighs upon my conscience uh, constantly and keeps me up at night. Uh, certainly um, throughout my life for the last 20, 26 years I've been practicing law. Um, so that's who I am, and, and, and uh, I'm happy to be here and a, and a part of the riding community and, and, and sitting next to one of my brother riders. And I have to say that, that uh, Jim is also a dedicated member of the riding community. He and I have, have rode in the rain to Albany, and, and uh, it, it was raining cucumbers all the way yep. up and all the way back. That was the year that you and I were the only two people that went to the Freedom Rally in Albany from Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was saying to Jim, I, I hate riding in the rain. And he was saying to me, well, I tell myself I'm not going to have to do this tomorrow, and I'm, I'm doing it today, and, and uh, we didn't slow down. We did it. Right. I said, tomorrow morning we're going to wake up. I'm going to be in my own bed at home, and what happened yesterday is gone. It's history. So we'll deal with it today, and we'll forget about it tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I mean as riders in, in the Northeast a long time ago, somebody said to me, if you're not going to ride with a chance of rain, you're never going to ride in the Northeast because it seems like every day there's a chance of rain. Right. And uh, we get out there and we do it. Hey, was that the trip that I got the helmet ticket? Yeah. Or was yeah, that the year after? Yeah, no, no that was the, the, the trip you got the uh, helmet ticket. And, and as a trial lawyer, uh, I like, like to think of myself as uh, uh, the top of the food chain. I, I don't do traffic tickets. And, and when you got your <laughs> helmet... I kind of left you there on the road. Oh, I wasn't going to get into that part of it. So. <laughs> but but uh, um, I, I, it brings up an important point that I do speak to riders um, across the country about, and that's what to do when you're pulled over unfairly. Um, I did a uh, federal lawsuit pro bono, which meant that I, for no fee, on behalf of all riders in New York State uh, regarding motorcycle-only checkpoints, um, just the printing costs on the appellate work were, uh, I think, $12,000. And that, that, was, that was not to mention the um, 
I would say approximately 500 to 1,000 hours that we put into the lawsuit. Um, talking about pulling over riders for no cause, and as a result of the information that we got out of that lawsuit through discovery, uh, I became a, um, a speaker to different rights groups across the country um, from the National Coalition of Motorcyclists to different abate organizations uh, and other MROs or motorcycle rights organizations. And talk to, uh, I also am the um, attorney representative to the CCMC, which is the Connecticut Confederation of Motorcycle Clubs, which has about uh, uh, 25 um, patch holders in Connecticut and the Rochester Area Clubs in Rochester, New York, which has uh, uh, well over 100 patch holders there. And um, I talk to them about what to do when you're getting pulled over. And the first thing that I, I tell riders is that you might be profiled, but that's almost impossible to prove. If you're getting pulled over because you're, you're flying a patch or, or just because you're on a bike um, and you're a little bit frustrated, on the side of the road, it's never a good idea to voice your frustration to law enforcement. Uh, it's not going to make the situation better, and oftentimes it can make it worse. And that's whether you're being profiled or not. Uh, whether you have broken any laws or not, or whether you intend to break any laws or not, you're never, ever at an advantage when speaking to the police. Even if you've done nothing wrong, uh, as an attorney, I, I would recommend that you have to be aware of your rights. And one of the constitutional rights you have is the right against self-incrimination. When you get pulled over by a law enforcement uh, member, um, whether it's, it's, it's the state trooper or from your local police precinct, uh, you're required to give them your information. You're required to identify who you are. If they ask you for your license registration, you are required to do that. If they ask to search your vehicle, whether it's your car or the saddlebags on your bike, I would always recommend that you refuse a search. And this is going out to the public, and, and, and I'm aware of that. And let's suppose that um, you parked your car in a municipal lot, and you left the keys, and you went about your business. And one of the individuals in that lot, he put some contraband in your car while he was listening to your radio, and then his supervisor came and he left. Or maybe it was... Uh, one of your son's friends, and you don't even know that uh, you've got contraband in your car. When the law enforcement individual says to you, may I search your vehicle, you have the right to say no. You have the right to refuse a search. Now, if they smell marijuana, um, even in a state where marijuana laws are lax, it's almost never... Uh, legal to to distribute marijuana unless you're part of a licensed dispensary for a state that allows it, but you could still get in trouble. And so you're, if they come, then it's never a good idea to lie to law enforcement. If they come up to you and they ask you something, you're always better off not lying, but you can say to them, I refuse a search, and am I free to leave? 
And that enacts an important right where you tell them that you have the desire to leave. And if they try to interrogate you, you're almost never in a good position when you're being interrogated by a police officer without an attorney present. And you're probably better off saying to them, officer, I know you're just doing your job, but I'm not going to answer any questions without an attorney present. Other than my name. Well, your no. name and your address, right. give me your license, your registration. If they ask you where you're coming from, you know, certainly um, as long as you're not coming from a, a bank robbery, uh, you're probably uh, prudent to tell them you're coming from home or coming from work or on your way to arrive. But beyond that, you're not required to waive the rights against self-incrimination, and you're probably better off when you're being interrogated to have an attorney present. Um, I give this uh, talk to, to riders um, gratuitously in that I'm not a criminal lawyer, and I don't pretend to hold myself out as a criminal lawyer. I do civil litigation where typically um, I represent consumers. I represent individuals that uh, have suffered damages and are looking for compensation in a civil lawsuit, and that includes the motorcycle riders that have accidents. Typically, the accidents happen that, that uh, uh, I get involved in are, are because a lot of motorists on the road, they don't see the bikes because they're not looking out for them. Unfortunately. And, uh, it's getting worse out there for us because you have more drivers that are texting. You never see a guy on a bike texting. I mean, that, that, that uh, I have yet to see. But people are getting more and more tethered to their technology, and they're in their cars, and they're texting, and they're playing with their navigation system and their radio, and they're changing the, uh, the song on their iPod that's hooked into their entertainment system in their automobile, and everything is happening. Uh, if somebody's going 60 miles an hour, they are moving at 90 feet per second. And to change that radio station, they're taking their eyes off the road. They're moving 90 feet. And if they're not paying attention to the road, certainly they don't see you on your bike. And if the road bends and they don't, well, you know something? That's our skin out there. And um, we have to be careful. What I tell riders is typically especially new riders, I tell them, ride like you're invisible. Because you are. They don't see you. One time I'm, I'm going down the road, and, and, and every experienced rider has, an, has a, a day like this. I'm going down the road, broad daylight, sunny day. Um, I'm on my heritage, which has triple tree lights on the front, and, and uh, um, I'm lit up. It, even though it's daytime, I got my lights on. And um, it's a big bike, and it, it, my, my road glide's blacked out, but my heritage has a lot of chrome shining in the sun. And uh, I see an automobile pull up to a stop sign and come to a complete stop. And I have no stop sign. I'm, I got a straightaway, uh, uh, with, with, and she's on a side street. And just as I'm about 20 feet from her, and I'm only doing maybe 30 miles an hour, but I'm only 20 feet away, she just accelerates God. like a dart right into my path. <laughs> and I lock up both brakes, and I swerve, and, and, and uh, my, my left thumb goes to the horn. I didn't even have time to hit it, but, but I kind of have that reflex from just practicing it. And, and I do recommend 
that, <laughs> you know, because the horn on a bike is, as you know, it's in an awkward place. It's on your thumb, and it's a little bit above the, the blinker. And, and unless you, you hit it all the time, like letting people know you're coming with a friendly toot, you don't, right. it's not, it's not a, re, you got to practice that. That's, that's important. But anyway, so she pulls out into my path, and, and I almost go down, swerving and braking just to get out of the way, and my heart's racing. And then we get to the next intersection, and this time it's a four-way stop, and she's got her right blinker on. So I'm thinking I want to pull over to the driver's side right. and knock on her window and say, hey, you know, what are you doing? I, you almost killed me or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So she's got her right blinker on, and I pull over to the driver's left side, side. And, on the left side, and just as I'm, I'm, I'm about by her window, she accelerates away and makes a left turn with the right <laughs> blinker on. And, and uh, you know, that's what it's like for us out right. there. you gotta be, you got to be careful and, and ride like you're invisible because they don't see you. They don't right. see you. So when you go into that intersection, you see a car pulling out, you got to have your foot over the, the, the uh, rear tire and your hand on the uh, front brake and, and just be ready to make that emergency stop because they might pull out in the last minute. I, see, I do a lot of, uh, like you, Jim, uh, I do a lot of point A to point B riding where rather than um, going out for the paper, um, I get up in the morning. I, I actually did this last week and uh, going up uh, into Connecticut um, where I, I got up in the morning at, at 6.30. I rode to the Port Jeff Ferry. And, and the ferry's nice on a bike because right. uh, with cars, they have to reserve. Right. And, and it's a, uh, The ferry, they'll always squeeze us in. They always let us on. Right. And I got there. It, was, it leaves from Port Jeff on the hour. And so I got there at like 5 to 8. And uh, it was, I, they put me right on, rode through Connecticut, and uh, um, it was a nice day. But it was probably, uh, at the end of the day, maybe I put on five, 600 miles on the bike. And, and it, but it was mainly highway riding. Right. Which, you know. World of difference in Connecticut than Long Island. Yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break now, and uh, we'll be back shortly. And when we come back, uh, I just want to finish up a little bit about the Veterans Appreciation Run on the uh, results for this year's uh, tally. And then uh, we're going to finish up with Mitch and uh, hear a little bit more about your uh, law firm. And uh, we've got a couple of events to talk about that are coming up this week. And uh, please stay tuned and uh, listen to this word from our sponsors. If you ride, you likely know the name Mitchell Proner, the attorney who handles more motorcycle accident cases each year than the average lawyer sees in a lifetime. A longtime biker and advocate for riders' rights, Mitchell has settled or tried motorcycle cases to verdicts in at least 30 New York County Supreme Courts. But what you might not be aware of is his unmatched pro bono record with many motorcycle rights organizations, including Long Island Debate. That's why they recommend Mitchell's latest free rider resource, the Motorcyclist Sandbook. Each page delivers strategies for staying safe and making sure you and your family are prepared in the unfortunate event of a motorcycle accident. So grab your free copy today at bikerhelp.com or call 1-800-PRO-LAW-1. For the last 25 years, motorcycle accident victims and their families have turned to Mitchell for advice. Remember, if you or a loved one is injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-PRO-LAW-1 or visit bikerhelp.com. And don't forget to grab the Motorcyclist Sandbook for free. Again, call 1-800-PRO-LAW-1. 
or bikerhelp.com. Attention contractors and all business owners. Not happy with your insurance agent or broker? Are you just paying too much? Specialized Insurance opens at 7 a.m. A five-minute call can save you up to 50%. Call 631-758-6780. We insure all types of businesses, including property, workers' comp, and liability. Specialized Insurance can even package all your policies together. Any business, any size. We don't charge fees for certificates or New York Comp Fund renewals. Celebrating 22 years in business. Are you tired of paying too much for your auto, home, flood, motorcycle, or any of your insurance? Just one call does it all. Call Specialized Insurance at 631-758-6780 for all of your insurance needs, including life and health and anything else. More coverage, less money. There's no need to go anywhere else. Let Specialized Insurance help you save with over 50 companies to choose from. We do the shopping for you. We also have homeowner's warranties. Never pay for a repair again. Call 631-758-6780 or log on to SpecializedInsurance.com. Download our app at SMMM.US. Need a motorcycle license? Get one in less than three hours for experienced riders. Avoid the tickets or having your bike impounded. Get legal the quick and easy way at Steve's Motorcycle School. Thinking about riding? Lessons are one-on-one. No group training. Patient-friendly instructors teach at your ability, not you keeping up with a group. Easy-to-ride motorcycles are supplied that are perfect to learn on. Steve's also offers discounts for motorcycle club members and groups. Visit online at stevesmotorcycleschool.com or call 631-REV-RIDE. That's 631-738-7433. Over 20 years of motorcycle training experience. Licensed by New York State DMV. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Welcome back. This is Jim from the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. And in the studio with me today is Mitch Prona from Prona and Prona, Attorneys of Law. Mitch, thanks for joining us again. Jim, thank you again for having me. And uh, for those listeners that didn't hear it in the first part of the show, could you just tell the listening audience one more time about the triumphant success of this past weekend's Veterans Run? I'd love to. I've been saying it every day all week, everybody I ran into. Um, was so proud. Everybody in the Bay is so proud of the results. Um, we had the run last Sunday, and it was 400 riders. We started at the Riverhead Elks. We took a gorgeous back road ride out to Montauk. We had law enforcement um, assistance at the major intersections. The um, guardians, of ch- guardians of the Children helped out with the parking and the road guarding, and it, it was a phenomenal ride. And we ended up um, when the day, oh, and then we had our ceremony out in Montauk, and then we went to Seal's Fish House, in, uh, just when you leave in Montauk on the right there, that first fish house there, and Seal had unlimited food out. There was hundreds of us there. We ate for hours. The food never ran out, and when we were done, and it was all free, and when we were done, Seal gives us a $2,000 check and thanks us for what we do for veterans. So then that brought the, the tally up to $12,000 that we raised on that day, and since there's three people matching it, that brought us up to $48,000, which last year, as I said, we raised 40000 We were thrilled with that. We were hoping for maybe forty-four this year. So that brought us up to 48000 Then I get a phone call the next morning from County Executive Steve Ballone who says, hey, how'd the run go? I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but how'd you do? I says, we did phenomenal. We brought in $48,000. You know, we raised twelve ourselves, got matched, Brought it up to forty-eight thousand. He goes, no, that's fi-. he goes. You got fifty thousand. I said, no, it's forty-eight. We know we only have twelve thousand. He goes, yeah, but the check that I'm giving you for five hundred brings you up to fifty thousand dollars. So, like, we're ecstatic. And in fact, some more donations came in since. So I don't even know what the total is now, but I know it exceeds fifty thousand dollars. 
that on October 14th, our regular membership meeting, we're going to call in all the um, organizations that we're going to be dispersing the money to, and every penny of the 50000 is going to worthy local veterans organizations. If somebody wants to get involved in a bait of Long Island, how, how, do, they, how do they join? How do they, how do they find out more? The easiest way is just go on the website, longislandabate.org, and there's a link right there to become a member. It's $20 a year. You just click on it. You can click uh, to charge yourself once and you're a member for one year, or click recurring payment, and you'll automatically remain a member as long as your credit card doesn't expire. And other than raising money for veterans, what does Long Island Abate do? Well, the other big run that we do that we love is the St. Mary's Toy Run, which is going to be November 3rd, I believe, this year, if that's a Sunday. And uh, we're going to go out from the Riverhead Elks, and we're going to go out. We usually have between 600 and 1,100 bikes on that run, and we go out to St. Mary's Church in Hampton Bays, and we bring truckloads of toys, thousands of dollars of cash, voluntarily donated to the church. And um, it's another one of the things that we're very proud of that we do. And how does a guy like uh, County Executive Steve Ballone know to get in touch with you? What, what kind of uh, community outreach does uh, Long Island Abate get involved in? Well, Long Island Abate, um, we, we have a phenomenal legislative liaison. We had one, a great one also. Jack Eddington was a former Suffolk County legislator who retired and he since moved to Florida. But now he's been replaced by Nick Lamort, who is a um, very well-known labor leader on Long Island. And he's got a lot of political connections. He is constantly working and lobbying with all elected officials in all the towns, the county, the state, and actually even federal. So the, the, all the politicians out there know about Long Island debate. Unfortunately, we're not getting much positive press. Like we had this, we just raised $50,000, but we can't get it published, you know. Well, you know what? That's that's endemic in the riding community. Um, they say when uh, riders do good things, nobody remembers, and when one rider does something bad, nobody forgets. But yes, uh, unfortunately, thankfully, mm. you're out there putting a, a good uh, spin on on what we do, and and your charitable works are are to be applauded. And and uh, I love you. I mean, just thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you so much for your support. You know, you're a major sponsor for this radio show for all these weeks, for all these months. You My know, pleasure. and uh, you're always there every time we ask. And uh, we appreciate your support very much and what you do for the motorcycle community also. As riders, we have to stick together. And anybody out there that's listening should get on, on the Internet and look up Long Island Bates website and join. And join every year and convince your friends to join. Riding is, is a sport that is constantly under attack by those that don't understand what we do and how it's a part of our lives. And it's a privilege that can be taken from us if we don't support it. And one of the ways we can support it is by joining Long Island Abate. And I encourage everybody out there to get involved, go on the runs, and I guarantee you'll enjoy it and you'll be helping the community. And we have to look out for each other because... Not everybody's looking out for us. Right. Everybody needs an advocacy group. Long Island Abate is the advocacy group for the motorcycle community. Two quick stories that uh, other things that we do that are helpful. On the run, uh, a woman called me up the next day. said, Jim, I enjoyed the run yesterday. Uh, this was last week, but said, I enjoyed the run yesterday. Um, listen, my boyfriend found a, um, a saddlebag on a Long Island Expressway a month ago. You know, he knows it's expensive. Somebody's missing it. Do you think you can find the owner of this? He found it last month. We put it out on our Facebook, and in a few hours, we found the owner. 
So we I put the two together, and the owner was pretty happy. Oh, absolutely! It ends up that saddlebag cost forty five hundred dollars. It was off a of CVO Harley with a speaker built in, with an amp and an iPod, and all built into the saddlebag. Forty five hundred dollars. But it's somebody went to a website and says, "Hey, Abate, can you help with this?" Absolutely. You, you know, can't ride around with one saddlebag, right? And I'm not paying forty five hundred to replace mine if I ever lost it. Right. But you know, but thankful to the community for bringing it forward. But it'll be having the network amongst the motorcycle community to get stuff like that across. How many members are there? Nine hundred and two. Long Island Abate is the fastest growing motorcycle rights organization in the country. All right. Well, that does it for today's show. Mitch, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I appreciate you spending your morning like this with us. Um, uh, a couple of things coming up. We have uh, next week on our show, uh, 7 o'clock Sunday morning, we're going to have Preach as a uh, special guest. Uh, Long Island Bay officer is going to be the host of that show with Preach. Preach is from a uh, member of the Wheels of Soul Motorcycle Club, but he's also um, from Sucker Free MC. He has a, a blog network that he interacts with all motorcyclists. He's going to be a great guest, and I, I think everybody should tune in next week and uh, uh, Sunday morning, what time? 7 o'clock. Um, and also today, we have a couple events that Long Island Abate is going to have booths at. Uh, if you want to come by and pick up free lawn signs, free bumper stickers, uh, actually join Abate if you'd like. But we're going to have one booth at the Nassau, uh, Nassau Fire Riders event. And we're also going to have another booth at 911 Veterans event, event at uh, Babylon Town Hall. So that does it for this week. Um, thank you for joining us. And I uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. As I like to always say, look twice, save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere.